Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. my ears and you <laughs> you were coming out of the computer. Well, just as we said that, we noticed that something wasn't working. So we had to pause uh, it. Oh boy. Uh, but we're back. And we're- uh, I think that this is going to work. So what is up, besties? What's going on? Excited for a new year. We got all sorts of plans for you guys. Do you know I have an issue with the new year? You know how when you're writing things, you tend to put last year's date. I yep. constantly call January, June. Anytime something's Same. happening, I'm like June 5th. And I'm like, Same. I don't know what January can't stick in my brain, but it's always yeah. June. <laughs> Is that perimenopause, you think? Like I kind of, like anytime I can't find the right word, you know, I'm like, this is menopause or this is a thyroid issue or something's well, happening. It's been happening for a long time for me. So <laughs> it can't be menopause. It's but... hard because if you have a podcast, you need to be able to find the right word to say. Oh my God. So you better get your shit under control. Yeah. Yeah. I better I keep, too. You... I keep blaming COVID. I'm like, maybe I have brain fog from COVID two years ago. I mean, long COVID <laughs> is a thing for sure. But, yeah. you know, I, I think I'm going to start looking into uh, hormone replacement therapy, HRT. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm a candidate yet, but I'm thinking it's going to be me. I, and then once I learn, yeah. of course, we'll share on the podcast, but I yeah. don't know anything that much about it right now, except a lot of people that I respect say that it is safe. And so I'm going to work with the right person and do it safely. But that's me. Definitely let me know. I'm curious about that. One thing I've seen, though, is a couple girls I know who do testosterone and they sound like they take testosterone. And I'm always curious is how do you manage that level so your voice doesn't turn into a man? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see. I don't know that I want to do, I think there's t- different ways that you can do it. You can do like mm-hmm. pellets or you can do, yeah. you know, the shots or whatever, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be like, let's not do a ton of the testosterone to start. Yeah. I actually had testosterone pellets when I had uh, adrenal fatigue, just one pellet, I guess. And I did not know what it was. They literally cut a, but basically a hole in your butt and just shove a pill in your skin. It's so bizarre. <laughs> I think it was a shove a pill in somewhere else. No, I mean, they, it's like in it's your a pellet, like it's it, underneath yeah. your skin. Yeah, it's so, I did not and know. And it just releases like, oh, hormones. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that was interesting I heard stuff. it's not the best. But anyway, don't take our word for it because we are just talking out of our ass. But when we learn more, <laughs> we will keep you guys in the loop on it. But today, I want to talk about this because... I consider our podcast a personal development podcast. We talk about relationships, we talk about communication, we talk about productivity. <laughs> I'm just going to go through our intro. But a lot of what we talk about is this idea of taking sort of radical responsibility or complete ownership for not like not 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 the thing other people do to you, but mm-hmm. a situation that you might end up in as a result of someone else's uh, actions, right? So for example, you know, we can talk about some of the things that maybe some of the positions you were put in as a child because of the things that maybe some of your parents did. For example, they just didn't have the tools to be able to communicate effectively. They didn't have the tools to be honest or to be able to um, communicate what they were doing. Or maybe they, maybe your parents got divorced and you didn't understand what was going on at the time because you were young and no one explained that to you. And so 
I think, you know, you look at yourself 35, 40, 50 years old and go, yeah, like how do you make sense of that? But this is today's topic and this is what I want to get into. Is there a such thing as doing like too much personal work to the point where like self-awareness and self-reflection and personal development turns into like self-obsession and like this neurotic need to explain and understand everything that has ever happened to you in order to make sense. And this is, this topic sort of came about because within the same like hour, one day I was scrolling on Instagram and there's this post from uh, a gal that I follow. And it was very much like, here's my like 2022 sort of reflections. All right. We're in the beginning of 2023. Here's some of the things that happened to me in 2022. And this is like this very like vulnerable sort of share. Um, and a lot of it was very much around uh, trauma and PTSD and narcissistic relationships. And I'm an empath and that, you know, and like, I'm a highly sensitive person. And, and I kind of was like, this is a lot. This is a lot of like sort of self-categorization. And I kind of, I sent it to Danny and I was like, do you think that this, and I'm not saying it's not valid. Of course, anyone can share anything they want on social media, but I had this feeling of like, is this almost like mental masturbation? Is this like, it's so much because it's like, it's just going in circles around. And I always agree that like at some point you learn something about yourself or whatever, but it contrasted with like the very next minute was this psychotherapist, which I really love following this chick. She's, um, she is, I think I have shared this before maybe. She is Sarut, it's S-E-E-R-U-T-K. And then her last name is Chawla, C-H-A-W-L-A. And so she's a integrative psychotherapist. Uh, she is an Indian woman and she is, um, you know, she has a lot of this, like take complete responsibility, take like absolute ownership of the fact that you're a grown adult and the world isn't here to bend to your will. And, um, you know, your feelings are valid, but also they're not necessarily true. It's kind of some of the things we talk about in this podcast. And she had this post that said, you're not the main character of the universe. And it was interesting to see the contrast of these two posts sort of right next to each other. And again, at the end of the day, anyone can share anything they want. It's their own little pocket of the internet. And that's the best thing about it is you can share exactly what you want to share with your audience. But I had this feeling of like, yeah, I think I tend to more be in line with you know, you're not the main character of the universe. There are so many other things going on. And is it useful to continue trying to constantly figure out? And I get this is a really good question for you because I know you have been doing like some of that more like inner work, especially around like some of your, you know, maybe things in your past. So I'm interested in your take on this. Is there a, a point at some, a point at which we just need to go, you know what? Shit was fucked up. And our parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They didn't have the tools or that, you know, boyfriend or person I was in a relationship with, like didn't have the fucking tools and they just weren't the person for me. And I can move on knowing that I'm looking for something different. I don't need to stay mired in all of the buzzwords, which is what it felt like to me. Like all these buzzwords, of like I'm an empath and I'm a highly sensitive person. And I'm, I've been with a narcissist and just like all the buzzwords that you constantly hear. And I was like, is this just a lot and at some point, can't you just integrate and then move forward? And mm -hmm. so I sent it to Danny and I was interested in sort of your take on this because, you know, I know you both, both you and I really value personal development. 
but is there a line at which it's just too much and you're not moving forward because you're staying so mired in this Mm -hmm. self-naming and self-categorization and I'm this and I'm that and like you're just constantly thinking and staying in this holding pattern of who am I and who's around me and what are the lessons and like and all that kind of stuff. I'm interested in your take. Well, I think there's really a lot of different um, ideas that are all entangled within this one like commentary. So a couple of the things are, you know, self-categorization, you know, people putting labels on themselves. And I think that's really helpful for some people. And it's really not helpful for some people. For me personally, it hasn't been helpful. And I know you were there with me when I went to the mental health facility and I like checked in to get some meds and I was really feeling suicidal. And I came out and the lady said that I was bipolar. And I was just like, no. And I felt, and I felt like that wasn't helpful for me. I'm going, okay, cool. Like right now I'm in a space where I need some help and just having that label. But for some people, I have a friend of mine who is a 30 year old and she was just diagnosed with ADD, ADHD. And for me, I was another one thrown in. Yeah. And so I feel like for some people, she's like, oh, this explains so much of my life. And so now mm-hmm. I have a diagnosis and now I now I know why I am the way I am or what I do. But for me personally, those kind of labels are just like, cool, I can that can be a maybe an explanation, but it's not an identity. And so I think there comes a point where we take these explanations and we create an identity around them. And so I feel like this is kind of what's happening in a lot of these mm-hmm. circles is like, I am a codependent. I I'm a highly sensitive person. Instead of these are just traits that you have or things that are explanations for your behaviors. And so for me personally, creating an identity around labels isn't very helpful. I think maybe for some, like I said, maybe for some it is, maybe for some for a while it is, maybe for like, I was talking to Courtney, my daughter recently about this, um, about birth families and finding out where you come from. And we were, and I came from a sperm donor And I always felt like, and she had said the same thing, I never felt like anything was missing in my life. I didn't feel like there was anything missing by not knowing who my birth father was. And she said she didn't feel anything was missing by not knowing who I was or her birth family. But when we met these people in our lives, it explained a lot and it felt like it filled in the gaps. Mm. So I feel like sometimes there's this piece of us that just needs to have an explanation as to why we are a certain way. And when we get that, we're like, yes, I want to share this is amazing. But when it comes to social media, sometimes like to your point is just that can be processed on your own and you don't have to share the whole reasons why you made every single decision in your life or why you ended up in shitty relationships or like there, there was like this particular post was multiple slides and it was almost sharing every single example of like, what's wrong with me, you know? And, and so I think that, I think there does become a point where you're look sometimes I think people are like, okay, but they're still looking for something to be wrong or an explanation. Mm-hmm. And that's just not helpful. I don't know. I just don't mm-hmm. feel like all of those things are totally useful. I do think there's a lot of use in knowing why you have certain patterns so that you can change them. Mm-hmm. But just the explanation of them not doing anything is also not very helpful. That's like where I think the mental masturbation comes in. It's like you can explain how you keep repeating patterns in your life over and over and the traumas that cause them. But what does that help you if you know it and you don't do anything to change it or do anything about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I love that you said that. And I do think it can be both things because I think that's really fun. And, and what I was thinking about was 
you've taken the Myers-Briggs, I'm sure, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. so, so there's a lot of these kind of personality type things. We have strength finders. We have uh, the Myers-Briggs. We have Enneagram. Of course, we have astrology, right? Like there's all these things. And I've just never necessarily resonated with those things, not because they're not interesting, but to me, I feel like if you know yourself, it shouldn't be like really that surprising to find out that you're an Enneagram eight because you're like, yeah, that's me. Like right there. Like I don't like, I guess I'm just like, you know yourself well enough to know. And it's funny because, because these things are self-evaluation. So for example, you take the uh, Myers-Briggs, it's self-evaluation. So what they found is that a lot of people don't necessarily answer honestly, they answer what they want to be, right? So they answer their desired. Like I know a lot of people who just look at the, 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 the personality types and like go like, oh, that's me. And then they like just say that that's their MBTI, right? Like, and so it's fine, but at the end of the day, and I haven't experienced, I have I had an experience of this in the last couple of years. I had this family member who I just, I had some questions about some of the things that they, some of their choices when I was younger and it wasn't like, you know, abuse or anything like that, but I just had some questions around why they did what they did. And I sort of felt that their actions had maybe impacted how I showed up in my relationships with men. And, um, I ended up asking this, it was kind of like boil. It was like, wasn't like boiling under the skin, but it was definitely something I'd been thinking about. And when I thought about it, I was kind of like, I started to get like kind of pissed and, and kind of resentful. And I sort of noticed that. And I was like, you know, it's not fair to this person for me to sit here and not bring this up to them. And so over the course of, you know, different conversations, uh, the last conversation we had about this, I literally just said, you know, I was five years old and I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you made those decisions, you know, and how could I at five years old? And they were never explained to me. And the person kind of explained a little bit to the the best of their ability what they were thinking or what their mind was. And it was really useful for me to understand where they were coming from because I was making it all about me, right? I was making it all about like this, you know, their decision was about I wasn't good enough or any of the things that we do, you know, any things we want to kind of talk about or, or bring on ourselves and blame ourselves for. And to hear an explanation that had absolutely fucking nothing to do with me was like mind blowing. And then the person apologized and they said, you know, I'm really sorry. And you know what? I, I was like, I didn't even need the apology at that point. You know, it was one of those things where like, once I got it, it was more just like getting the information. I didn't need it to move forward. When I got it, it was kind of anticlimactic. I mean, I appreciated it, but I didn't need it at that point. And so all of that to say, I think it's possible to just decide that some of the things that happened to you early in your life weren't because you were doing something wrong or there was some sort of defect with your personality or how you showed up or like whatever. It's just that maybe some of the people in our life, especially the older people, like, you know, family members or parents or whatever, like just did their best. And so to take it so personally and make it so much about you, it's kind of selfish. And that's sort of where I got with this thing. I was like, oh, I'm making this like completely selfish because I want it to fit into the lens I needed to be, which is I'm not good enough, right? I was trying to force it into that slot. I was like, well, if you didn't, if you, you know, if I was good enough, you wouldn't have done that. And that wasn't all about it, right? So I think we take on and we make assumptions about some things when in actuality, it might not have anything to do with us. And it could literally just be that. Don't need closure. 
don't need an explanation, don't need to take it on personally. We can just move forward. And so I think with some of this stuff, it's interesting, personality tests, things like that. It's interesting to find out about yourself. But like you said, I think so many people attach so much more to it. And then where does the line become like, oh, I'm an MBTI, I'm a, I'm an Enneagram 8. So that means that I, and you start acting like that person, right? Versus just acting like yourself because you attach so strongly to that thing. So it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy if you think about it, right? It's like, oh, well, I'm an introvert. And then all of a sudden you're like acting more like an introvert than you maybe would because you already said that you were that. Where at the end of the day, you might not be. You might actually be more extroverted, right? But like because you put that label on yourself, now you start acting like that. And maybe that's not your natural way of being. I'd be interested in your take on that. I think that's what you're saying about the bipolar example. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. then all of a sudden you attach to it and then you start acting even more like that because you're like, well, that's me. And that's it becomes the excuse for your yeah. actions. Well, I'm glad you also brought up the personality test because I we just actually sent Courtney um, the strengths finder just because I think, you know, when you're working with people to see what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses to put them in the best position, like maybe you're, you've done this for your job and things like that. And I think that you can get really excited to see things and go, oh, that is me. And I think to you, for you, like you, Jill, um, those things may not, you're just like, yeah, that's me because you're just very matter of fact and you're like, yes, this is. But maybe for someone who was a certain way as a child or growing up and their parents told them that they should be different or they needed to be different, mm. that could be something that's really a big revelation to them. I'm thinking about one of my friends whose parents are immigrants from China and Vietnam and like very immigrant like oriented, like you need to be a doctor or a lawyer and then she's a fashion designer and she struggled for a long time with her creativity and feeling like she had to be a certain way and then taking these kind of tests going wait I am creative like this was me all along mm. and mm -hmm. I pushed that down as a child I pushed that down in college because I was trying to live up to my parents expectations so I think a lot of these tests can feel very like freeing for people to go oh this was me all along now wonder why mm. I like this stuff and no wonder why this is such a you know maybe you're in a position at work where you're like very detail oriented and you have to follow and you're just messing up all the time and you keep your scatterbrained and you keep messing things up and you find out you're ADD and you're like very creative and you're just in the wrong role. Mm. So I think I think those kind of things can be helpful to go, oh, this is not where I'm supposed to be. I should be somewhere else because not everybody is really self-aware or they have suppressed who they are because of however they thought they needed to show up in their family lives, in schools or whatever, like whatever their growing environment was. So I think there's benefits to these things and to knowing, but also to your point, there can be, it can be where you attach too much to it. So you're like, well, I'm an Enneagram 8, so that's who we are. Or <laughs> or now you just start leaving shit everywhere. You're like, well, I'm ADD, so I can't, you know, I can't mm -hmm. fix that. And so I think there's a, there's a gray area in knowing yourself, figuring it out, having these little light bulbs go off and go, oh, that explains things. And then also still choosing the life you want to live and not making excuses for yourself for when you're you're shitty and blaming it on your, you know, your star sign or <laughs> the, the right moon, or your you know? trauma or your parents yeah. who didn't know what the fuck yep. they were doing. Like <laughs> right, right. And I think there's there's times that it can be helpful to know, you know, I I've been um, you know, working through some stuff like today that I that was patterns from years ago and going, oh, okay, that's where it's from. But not hanging on to it and going, this is why this happened. It's going, oh, that's interesting. That's where it first came from. I can definitely see how this isn't serving me anymore. So now I could let it go. Like 
your, your example of your conversation with your family member. It's like, I don't need to hang on to this anymore. Yeah. I remember, you know, with my mom, she listened to the adoption episode and she called me. We were in Austin actually at an event and she called me in the car and she was like, you made me sound so terrible. And I was like, mom, I'm fine. Like we're good. And she goes, was I a bad mom? And just mm. all this like guilt. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I'm actually like, we're good. I'm fine. This, none of this is a problem with me now. Like we're good now. And I think there's also those types who hang on to all of that stuff and just make it about like back to making it about you, making it about them, making about the situation. I'm like, yeah, it happened. I was telling the story as it happened. It wasn't a lie, but I'm not saying that I messed up today. Before. Like, look, at, I'm like, I'm fine. Look, mom, I'm okay. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Like you weren't the worst parent. Like you, it's fine. We all, it all worked out. So it can go both ways with your, either the parent and wanting to hang on to that guilt, or you can be the child wanting to just blame. And I think that also comes down to wanting to have an excuse for being the way you are. So you don't mm-hmm. have to take responsibility. And I think that's really about mm-hmm. shirking the responsibility for where you are at. There's always explanations, but it doesn't mean that it it doesn't mean it takes away responsibility for your actions. Yeah. And I like the example that you gave, which is, you know, I know that now. So maybe moving forward, I want to make a different decision. Yeah, You know, like noticing patterns that we have in relationships is powerful because then you go, cool, now I have the awareness to know if I start seeing that pattern again, if I want to really have a pattern interrupt, I need to do something completely different. You know, mm-hmm. and that's where the value is for me is going, oh, yeah, I can see how I've made these decisions and I've kind of fallen into these same patterns. Nice. If I move forward, I want to look for something else, you know, mm-hmm. or I want to, if I start going down that path, I want to maybe do something different. And I think that that's really valuable is to go, oh, in the moment. And and that's the thing is, is are you empowering yourself to, because we can't control the past, right? We, and we can't control someone else. We can't control, you know, what they did to you or what they've done or how it influenced you, especially as a child. It's like, dude, you are just a sponge at that point. You cannot, you have not, you don't have the the brain to, uh, to formulate anything that's going on or even understand anything that's going on. And so moving forward, you have to go, you have to almost forgive, you have to forgive your younger self, but you also have to forgive the person who didn't know what they didn't know. You know, and this, I think why parents, and obviously I'm not a parent, but I think a lot of parents are worried that they're like ruining or like fucking up their kids because they're like, we don't, you don't even know what you could possibly say. But you also have to trust the fact that like if you're willing to stay communicative, like like my family member was, which is a gift, right? Stay communicative and then also just decide that it's over at some point. You need to make that decision that like it is over and now what am I going to do moving forward? Am I going to make a different decision moving forward? And what does that potentially look like? Um, so I'm curious, are you, if someone's like, what's your sign? What is your sign, by the way? Pisces. Okay. Do you feel like you... No, <laughs> I don't either. I don't feel like I either. I'm a cancer and people yeah. are like, really? And I'm like, yeah, because cancers are supposedly like really weepy and very yeah. like sensitive and moody yeah. and stuff like that. And like, I love the face when they go, really? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, it doesn't work every time. <laughs> well, I think I used to feel that I was like in high school because Pisces are very similar to, I think, cancer, like very supposed to be very emotional, very empathetic. And I was very like, 
very drama emotional and <laughs> you know like crying like and stuff everyone too. was and like yeah. as a teenager yes yeah. so I was like oh this is me but then I also back to like water signs I'm like I fucking hate water I don't want to live near the ocean I don't want to I mean I don't want to like be in the ocean I don't want to swim in it I don't want to get wet so I'm like how am I a water sign when I have I don't want anything to do with with water. I don't even want to take a shower. Fuck it. I know. It's always funny when people learn that like your sign, they're like, really? yeah. you just don't seem, I'm like, yeah, because it's not magic. Like it's literally just a made up construct, which is fine. Like I'm sure there's, you know, yeah. there's definitely some constellation shit that's yeah. real. But at the end of the day, how many of us, and I think this is a question is which comes first, the chicken or the egg, mm-hmm. right? The self-categorization and then you start acting like that or is it the way that you act and then you kind of put a label to it? Oh yeah. Like when yeah. I found out I was Edogram 8, I'm like, or that was my like closest thing. I'm like, yeah, that checks out, you know? Cool. Yeah. I can move on with my life, right? It's like, it's yeah. not like I'm not constantly using it, like you said, as an excuse. Yeah. Well, I'm just an Enneagram 8, so sorry, I'm not going to be that sensitive, like, or whatever it is. And so, I don't know, at the end of the day, I think you have to decide what you want to do moving forward and the kind of person that you want to be without taking into consideration all of these different labels, which can be absolutely endless. And I guess that was why I wanted to bring this up was like, when does the self, uh, like the, just the mental masturbation and sort of like the self awareness get to the point where it's just too much and it, and you don't move forward because you're constantly trying to just figure yourself out. It's like, I don't know, are we here to just like figure ourselves out? Or are we here to like make a bigger impact? Are we here to like live the life that we want? And what does that look like? Because we can change our trajectory of who we want to be overnight, right? It just takes a decision. I don't want to be that anymore. Cool, I'm going to be something else. I'm going to start making decisions that that other person would make. That's how you break a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. So. I love that you use the word excuse because I think oftentimes we are like, well, we just, what are you going to do? I'm an Enneagram 8. Sorry. It's like, no, you're a fucking asshole, right? Like, you'd be better. <laughs> be warmer. Be kinder. Be more considerate, right? And so uh, there's all those kind of things. And I just thought this was an interesting, especially being contrasted with the other, the other person I follow, which is very much like take personal responsibility mm-hmm. from coming from like a psychotherapist. A lot of her content is around like Instagram therapy, like IG therapy and like how sometimes it just keeps you in a holding pattern of quote unquote trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's like anything that was unpleasant in your childhood is now like trauma that's like affecting you. Like, is it like, is it though? Is everything trauma? I don't know. I just, I tend yeah. to think like in the name of productivity and moving forward and living your best life that at some point you have to just decide who you want to be moving forward without having to filter everything through your past. Yeah, I I like on the post that you shared with me too. She said, an idea you don't like is not a personal attack on you. Like, <laughs> like we are in a place where people, they call themselves highly sensitive people. And I think there is a highly sensitive person. And then I think there's people who are just too fucking sensitive. Like when you're sensitive because someone doesn't agree with you and you're like, I'm blocking. Like if you don't agree with me, I'm blocking you and removing you from my page. Like that's not highly sensitive person. That's just you being a little bitch. Just being, <laughs> being a little baby. And I think there's also this piece to your point of the the post that this is really talking about was all of the buzzwords and the trauma bonding and the HSP and codependency and, nar- and narcissism. And it's like we will have a narcissistic expert on this podcast soon because this has been since Nagar Fanunis and So He Lee's podcast, those were super popular. And I think narcissism and narcissistic abuse is such a super big buzzword right now. So I really want to talk to an expert about what it is for real. What does it really look like? Because I think a lot of people throw that word around a lot and it's become like 
every man is a narcissist. And it's like every guy that breaks up with a girl, she was crazy. And every girl that breaks up with a guy, yep. he was a narcissist. And I'm right. like, not that's not how it all goes. So let's like, let's figure out what these terms actually mean and stop making them. And again, I've even seen this in this space where words, people say that's violent. And I'm like, saying a word isn't violence. To me, violence is violent. Violence includes action and pain and suffering and violence. You can't be violent with, with language, in my opinion. So I think there's also this the, the mental masturbation, it's also with the language and it's just too much. It's too fucking much. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. But anyway, if you guys are interested, I mean, obviously you're here because you are, have a level of self-awareness. You do want to learn about yourself. You want to know yourself better and you want to use those tools and that knowledge to live your best life. So moving forward, what that, what does that look like? And I, you know, I hate that the term, you know, take responsibility or personal responsibility or take ownership or take like, you know, I use the term radical responsibility. I hate that these words are sort of muddied now to the point where it's like personal responsibility also is starting to mean that you are insensitive to the plights of people who don't have it as well as you. And I hate that because, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. There's an innate privilege for certain groups and that's real. But asking any person if they are interested in taking responsibility doesn't have anything to do with how you look or where you grew up or anything like that, your socioeconomic status. Really, it's a choice, isn't it? Like if you think about it, at the end of the day, like anyone can make a choice right now, you know, and it's, and you might not have the education. You might not have someone modeling it for you. You might not know what that looks like. You might not have the resources, like, you know, might not have the money to make the decision. Like I get it. There's a lot of different factors, but the way you see the world and your perception of yourself in it is always a choice. And if we don't have that choice, then what the fuck are we doing here? Right? Like if we don't have the choice to decide what our reality is, our, our active reality and what we want our reality to look like and take a step in that direction, then like, what's all this for? You know, what's all personal development even for if you have no say over how you do things and how you see the world and your perception of it? And when people say mindset, that's typically what I think about. That word mindset just means your perception. You can absolutely choose your perception. There are certainly things that are facts, but if someone, I don't know, I'll give you an example. Um, I was at the gym last week. It's so stupid, but I was at the gym last week and I was doing an exercise where you put your back leg up on a bench and you do a lunge forward. It's called a Bulgarian split squat. And there were no benches available. So I used, like if you're doing a low row, like a cable row, you've seen that it has a bench on it. So I was using that to do my lunges. And I was like halfway through my second set and a guy like went like this to my leg and, and like shuffed my leg off the, the bench and then was like, and point, he has headphones in. So we pointed to the row. He, he must've been doing the row before I got to that bench. I've never had someone do that to me before where like, they just push my leg off the bench. <laughs> like oh just my God. in the middle of the set, I had like four reps left. Right. So it was so like shocking to me that someone would do that. You can picture, right. I was kind of like, I, if I had like the awareness, I would have been like, dude, what the fuck? But, but at the time I was like, wow, this is so different to me, but you have a perception of that. You can choose. Like at the time I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, this dude just doesn't know. Right. Like it's instead of getting like pissed about it, even though I was like, that's strange. I was like, oh, this guy just for whatever reason feels like he could do that to a woman. 
I don't know what about his upbringing or his relationships with women that just give him this, like, that's my story, which is, it's not about this one thing, even though it was like jarring. Mm-hmm. It's never happened to me before. I was also like, oh, maybe he just has an entitlement about him or he has this, this story in his head that, I don't know, he can treat women that way or he doesn't need to be patient or his, his agenda is more important than someone else's. I don't know. But you can choose to see it that way or you can be this dude's a fucking asshole. And even if he is, what helps me, right? Mm. Even if he is, what is more helpful to me? It's more helpful to me to be like, yeah, he, there's a reason why he's like that. And I don't know what that is, but it was rude. But at the end of the day, like, I feel bad for him. That yeah. was literally like what I came to. You know, it's a small thing, but it's an example of how you can choose what story you tell in the moment for your own sense of peace. Yeah. You know, instead of be like going up to him and be like, hey man, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want that energy. That's not, I don't want to be in that space. So I do think when things like, like that happen, you get cut off in traffic or whatever, you can make it mean one thing or you can choose something else. And so when I say choose your perception, those are some of the things that I feel like are malleable and are we willing to, I don't know, something like that, give someone the benefit of the doubt or, you know, or see it for what it is or just, you know, even, I don't know, kind of feel bad for the person or, you know, just, I'm like, oh, like he just doesn't know, you know, I'm like, and so, I don't know, I think we have a lot of say in some of those things. And I'm always trying to make a choice that is going to put me in my power, period. Yeah. My mouth was wide open when you were saying that. I can't believe that. That right? I was like, like that's never happened to me. What? Yeah. Um, but to your point, everything you have said, it really comes down to the self-awareness first and then making a decision from that self-awareness second. And I think a lot of people don't get past the self-awareness or the explanation. So like you mentioned, one of your examples was, well, I didn't have examples of, you know, this growing up. Maybe I didn't have an example of a, a loving right relationship. My parents were divorced or they were fighting. And so some people are just going to stop there and go, well, this is why I can never have a good relationship because I never had an example of it. Or there's other people who are going to go, I didn't have a good example of it. And so I'm working really hard to change those patterns in myself and, and create that for myself or find other couples that can model that for me since I didn't see it growing up. Mm-hmm. There are, I see this with parents all the time. People who didn't have great parents, they were, they had shitty parents and really bad home lives and they're awesome parents today. And so I think, I think that sometimes this self-awareness can hurt us when we just have an idea, say, this is what it is. And then we just leave it there. Like that's not, I don't even really think that's true self-awareness. That's just going, well, here's why I suck. And that's why you get what I get. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's the opposite that of self-awareness, right? Yeah, that's, like, that's more like that, victimhood. That's martyrdom. Yeah. I'm like, is that self-awareness? Because you know you're a dick and you just stay that way? I don't know. I guess <laughs> it's kind of like, I guess at least you know you're a dick. I guess some people don't. But um, I I really think that that can be one of the tricky things is, and also like the self-categorization and the self-diagnosis is you you read things and you're like, this is me, this is me. And like, cool, that could be you, but how does that help you? And how does that make you make decisions in the future? Like if you do find out when you're 35, you're ADD or ADHD, did it change your life? You know, maybe it did because maybe it helped you understand yourself in the past, but then going forward, how is that going to change things for you? You know, there's Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. so I, I would be curious to hear, and I would love, you know, thoughts in the Facebook group, if finding a label for yourself really made a difference and if it helped you or if it helped just to know, and then you moved on from it, or if that thing, if that doesn't help you at all, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's been all of the above. I think some labels mm-hmm. have helped me understand and then some I've let go of. Some I doesn't really matter to me and some things have some things have been like, oh, that's insightful. That's good for me to know going forward, but it's not something I hang on to or create an identity mm-hmm. around. So I've mm-hmm. kind of had the gamut of them all, but mm-hmm. we're Love in a very it. interesting place. We're in a very interesting place. We are. And I think there's <laughs> no shortage of like self-reflection, self-diagnosis. And and I guess just if you find yourself in that pattern where you're either continuing to attract the same thing or you're not progressing or moving forward because you're staying mired in the like extreme self-awareness to the point of self-obsession, then maybe it's like, okay, yeah, I think I can move on from this. I think I'm good here. I think I'm done with this storyline. And for me, that was really what it was with my family member. I was like, I'm done with the storyline. Like I was just more like, I'm done with this. I'm good. I want to put it to bed, changing things, moving forward. I'm fine. They're fine. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. Go to thebestlifepodcast.com. There's a link to join our private Facebook group. Also, all our episodes are there. And if you're looking for something specific, you can search our episodes so you can find what you're looking for. We have almost 400. Woohoo! So I'm sure we've talked about something that you might want to know about. <laughs> something, um, maybe one thing. <laughs> we'll see, maybe um, not. And if you get a chance... Uh, please leave, and you haven't done it yet, please leave us a five-star review and or a five-star rating and a quick review. That would really, really help and help other people find the podcast and, and want to listen. And we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.